Hey everyone, welcome to Reaction Shots for March. Lousy Smarch Weather 2021. Smarch. It rained the hardest, maybe one of the hardest times I've seen it rain in LA, but only for like 30 minutes today. Hmm. It was just like, <laughs> done. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. Uh, how's everybody? How you feeling, Hubie? Feeling good. <laughs> good. I wasn't sure when you yeah. started that feeling. I was like, "Where are we headed with this? You're doing something with your beard." Feeling Could good. Be upset. Feeling um, good. A new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game got announced today, and so uh, yeah. Anytime that happens, it's a glorious day. <laughs> so we got that it's from a glorious- trusted. Trusted developer too. It's the uh, people who did the Streets of Rage Four, Ian. Oh, okay, cool. So some some good some good people behind it. So the glorious days are few and far between. If, <laughs> if there has to be a T T M N T T M N T. It's been a while. Uh, but that 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 would be a good episode theme for this that I'll forget. Um, like, just like eighties and nineties movies. Have we ever done that? Just like. Movies of our youth, of our youths. This is a really good one. Ones Some of these like, from today's thing qualify, but... I love that category, Ian, of films that, like, stay with a generation. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you were born at this time, like, this movie means so much to this entire group of people. <laughs> right. But then anyone else is like, what? That movie's garbage. Yeah. Well, Goonies, which <laughs> yeah. comes up a few times in, in our notes today. Like, yeah. Goonies, I think, is one of those where it's Prime like, if you example. didn't get in on the ground floor on Goonies, you yeah. might not have as much fun. Uh, but before we get into coming of age films, which is what we're talking about this month, one of, as I understand it, your favorite genres Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be talking about a lot of those the uh the tv show side of things Ian. Sure, i think there's been a sure. rise of coming of age shows great specifically but before we get into that uh what have you liked lately or or at least seen lately lately started to watch bosch this is my dad's you're yep you're is- watching you're watching to, fucking Bosch. I had to watch Bosch. But you won't watch Patriot it's for Huber. My dad. It's for my dad. It's it's his favorite show of all time, Ian. Bosch had to do it. My dad's been feeling I lonely. Mean, I, I appreciate yeah, that. I appreciate I, that. I had to I do it. I appreciate that. So started Bosch. It is the quintessential dad show is, is my understanding. It is we had, so dad. Like, I started to watch it. And, like, Beth and I usually will, like, watch things together. Or, like, if we watch something alone... Like, we'll let the other one, like, oh, I'm just going to do this. Or, oh, you should watch this, too. I was like, the show is very dad. <laughs> it's a very we, dad show. On on Stir Crazy, we had um, Sarah Silverman on, and apparently she's obsessed with Bosch. Mm. Um, and and the host of the show got got the guy who plays Bosch to, like, record a message for Sarah Silverman. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome uh, her to being, a, like, a dad. The man in black, cool. dude, Titus Welliver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Who's cool show the though. Men in Black. The Man in Black. The Man in Black from Lost. Oh, the Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I was like, he's not in Men in Black, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, they they shoot a lot of L.A. locations, and and the opening of the show was Vin Scully, the famous Dodgers play-by-play announcer. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately hooked on that. Because you're a fucking dad, dude. I know. 
Um, you just gotta have a kid and seal the deal. Serious. <laughs> well, no, so we've been watching a lot of stuff recently. It's uh, it always I, I always blank out right when you ask the question. I write them down because I always forget to. Yeah, I should write them down, dude. I finished Warrior. I brought that up last time. I really want to hype that up, dude. It's one of my freaking favorite shows now. I hope it continues on. Just martial arts. Uh huh. Ten out of ten. That's about it. Um, okay. Just some anime here. Pacific Rim oh. the Black, dude. Pacific. That's an anime. Yes. Pacific Rim the Black. There's seven episodes on Netflix. Episodes are like 18 minutes, dude. So short. <laughs> I've watched three of them. So I have four left. And I am I'm invested. Heavily invested. I just I get bummed, man. Pacific Rim. It deserves better. It deserves more. Like the one of the lead writers just came out and said that they wanted to do MonsterVerse, cross it over with Godzilla and Kong. That'd be cool. Um but it just it never happened. The movie didn't do well enough. Sucks. Tis a shame. Um, and the last thing to lead into the conversation, and the last thing that I want to bring up, I'm sure it'll be brought up later, is My Brilliant Friend. Mm. I brought this up a while ago when uh, season one was airing, many years ago on a uh, movie podcast. This fucking show. There is nothing better, period. This is the easiest 10 Everyone write it down. Everyone take notice. This show. My maximum amount of hype and endorsement. The show is the best. It is about two young girls coming of age in post-war Italy. And it is so immersive and absorbing. I care so, so deeply about these two characters. It is unreal. Um, it's just about the, the, like growing up in that, in that area during that time. Um, it's about education. It is about like how you survive. It's about being a woman specifically in this time and how you're just treated as second rate. Um, how much like this family will sacrifice to put one of their daughters through like school just to get an education. It's just, it's so enthralling. I cannot recommend it enough, my Brian friend. It's based on uh, books. Um, there's like four of these books. Elena Ferrante, it's a pseudonym. No one knows who the author really is. Cool. Um, the author also works on the show. Um, oh, wow. And season two wrapped a little while ago. We just got around to catching up on season two. Season three will be, hopefully, at some point in the future. Highly recommend. Highly. The most. The best. I hope. I hope the author doesn't turn out to be somebody bad. <laughs> like, I'm like, why are you no. hiding? Is it for no. fun or are you I, like a scuzzlord? I think the show is like auto. I think, I think the whole thing is autobiographical. Hmm. So it's like the pseudonym author is writing this story, which could be like based on their life. So it's just, it adds kind of a little element to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds really cool. It's so good. It's so good. It's on uh, HBO Max. HBO Max. It. Yeah. Is it? What's it rated? Uh, it's for sure adult. It it oh, uh, okay. gets it gets pretty heavy. There's swearing and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Heavy duty subtitles. It's time. Okay. All right. Subtitles. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch Titus. I still want to watch. Or not Titus. Um. Lupin. 
Same, dude, same. I gotta watch Lupin. Same, same, same. Tejas Welliver got into my noggin there. Can I bring up one more that I forgot? I'm really sorry. <laughs> so you can bring up because as much this as you is want, this man. is another. It's just the two of us. It's easy breezy tonight. Yeah, I think you had watched this. Maybe when it came out. Maybe I'm wrong. Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. I say that every time. I say it every damn time. I don't think I've seen this. Oh my god. Okay. This is as hardcore. This is hard. This is about a serial rapist. Very hard. Oh. Very difficult. Yes. It has Tony Collette. Well, she's good. And Caitlin Dever from Booksmart. You just watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. I love Booksmart. And Justified. Yes. And uh, I forget Justified the other... Justified is dope. I forget the other actress's name, but oh my God, dude. It's based on a true story of a girl who gets raped and they don't believe she was. And it's like over the course of two different time periods. This is on Netflix. This was a mini series. There's only eight episodes. I don't know how the hell I missed this. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is a 10 out of 10. Again, it's a hard watch. We're dealing with very serious. Sounds stuff. very intense. It's it's handled with such care, dude. It's so good. I was, it, it was again, it's a challenging watch, but it'll make you angry, dude. It'll make you angry and like want change and like want to take action. Like it's so good. Again, I don't know how I missed it. And I just, Watched it like this week, all all of it just so so oh, it's so good. Remind, it sounds like I may destroy you. That show is really good. It's yeah, super intense. I, I want to get to that one too for sure. You were telling me about that one. It's really good. I still have to yeah. finish it. It was like so. It was so much that I was like, I need a I need a breather. Yeah, yeah. Watch a comedy after something. Just like I recently, on. I recently saw that Alexis from Shit's Creek is confirmed for Russian Doll season two. Oh, and sick. That's exciting. Nice. Um, I'm only on, like, we started Chits Creek. We got, like, halfway through season one. It's a cute show. I, th- I think it picks up as it goes. I think it, it really finds its kind of heart season two or three, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's always good, but it it really it really kind of, like, gets its stride nice. in the middle. And then it ends really well. Nice. Um, That's it. What I've seen lately, uh, we rewatched. The both Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmeses. Hell yeah! Uh, easy fun. Hell the, you yeah! You know, easy quarantine vibes. Fun, like not great movies, but uh, you know, I enjoy them. And the music and outfits are just so fantastic. Yeah. Um, rewatched <laughs> Prometheus yesterday. Holy shit! Saturday. Why? Because what happened? Because I had a. I've I've long had a theory. You know this. Yeah. I've long had a theory that I could. Edit stuff out of that movie and make it better. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Having watched it again for the second time, <laughs> there are just too many dumb things. Also, I noticed I noticed way more like Jesus metaphor stuff in oh, it too, and I'm just like goodness. Ridley, pump the brakes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is Alien, man. But um. Yeah, Prometheus does not hold up. I watched sure. Coming to America. Nice. Number two, uh, which was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I grew up watching Coming to America, yeah. the, the, the first one. And um, and I, I just love that movie to pieces. And so this one, it was just like a really fun time, if you're familiar with the first one. If you haven't seen the first one, probably most of this will be nonsense because it's just like references to the first one pretty much. It's not like a great movie or anything, but I I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. Um, I watched 
I can't remember. I don't think I talked about this last month. I watched The Kid Detective. You told me about this privately, dude. I need to watch this. I loved it. It's um, Adam Brody Mm -hmm. is this detective who, as a kid, was this, like, whip-smart kind of, like, little brainiac detective kid who would solve all these little mysteries, right? Yeah. And as a grown-up hasn't really speaking of coming of age i mean kid detective kind of yeah, is one but he's sure. he's an adult but he's kind of in this arrested development you know he won't he can't move forward because he feels he failed on one big case and he's kind of like stymied mm. ever since and he's just kind of living in stasis but it's 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 right in my kind of sense of humor and sensibility and i really loved it i also uh, i watched i care a lot the my dad um, keeps telling me to watch that. Rosamund Pike, when you yeah. dig it, I think I, I liked it. It was good. I liked Kid Detective more, but nice. I care a lot. It was fun um, on Netflix. A um, lot of good stuff in that one. Nice. And then uh, Hubie, I, I, I wanted to talk to you about this man because I. Uh, what do you got for me? I was I was you know, eating dinner or whatever in the in the living room, and Omar's <laughs> watching something. Yeah. And he he he's been going through Shield lately. Uh, and he's done, I guess, with that now. Uh, and then he watched the, the Inhumans, and he was oh, just like, "This oh. is horrible." But then, but then, now I was like sitting there watching, you know, and I was just like, "Well," I was like, "Well, this is fun. This is a cute little show," and you know. Yeah. And I got, I got sucked in. Turns out, you know, I found out pretty fast that it was Agent Carter. Nice. Uh, so I, I, I think I jumped in on episode like four yes. or three or so, and we just finished season one last night. Dude, <laughs> awesome. Um, Susa hype. Dude, Susa. Agent, Susa, dude. Agent Carter, dude. It's a cute yep. show. Oh, it's incredible. I love it, and it so much. It seems to be canon still, like. Yeah, you never know with all that stuff. It's all you know that'll be. Kevin Feige until- a executive producer on it yeah know. and there's the um there's a there was a one shot ian they did uh they did marvel one shots there's like four of these or so there's an agent carter one shot that is kind of like what like a comic it would no it was a it was a short film it's like oh. kind of a uh, little backdoor pilot type um worth a watch really fun but uh that goes before season one it messes with the timeline kind of because like someone gets a call, but like she, you, there's some weird timeline things. So it's like, uh-huh. is this canon? Is this not? Because of the way everything works out. But uh, and I was cool. I was uh, well. No, that that's Endgame spoilers. I can't ask about this. But uh, hmm. <laughs> I was wondering when stuff from that would happen in yeah. this. But it might be a multiverse. So who totally. the hell knows? There's so uh, many unanswered questions. I feel like. <laughs> So many. But Agent Carter, dude, she's badass. And the outfits. Such good Of outfit. course. Love it. Dude, love it. WandaVision, the outfits. You going to do uh, season two, Carter? Oh, yeah, I, I assume we'll. Sometimes Omar and I will have, like, a show. Yeah. And we'll watch them together. Nice. Dude, Chad Michael Murray hype. <laughs> if, he, if he goes on a show, he'll he'll get through it real fast. And I, I only ever watch, like, two at a time or something. Nice. Uh, so jolly. We also just, like, restart Patriot every so often. <laughs> I swear I'll watch it one of these days, dude. Uh, we should have. We need to have like a goddamn. I was we need gonna to see if we can do a watch party on Twitch and I just s- like watch it. I was hovering over it, and then all, I thought of you and I thought of my dad, and my dad went out. I'm sorry, I had to do well, it. Well, uh, I, I, I appreciate that. That works because my dad that had been sense. bugging me for years as well. So it's kind of a patriot situation to watch. Bo- to watch Bosch. Mm-hmm. My dad. W- my dad was on me about Justified back in the day. <gasps> 
I watched like the first season or two and I haven't finished mm. it, but I really liked it. Mm. So I, uh, I should finish it. Yeah, I oh, like yeah. Justify. Um, but yeah, let's get into the topic for this Dude. month: coming of age films. People had a decent amount to say about this, about pretty much average amount to say about this. Ian, what do you? What do you? Um, before you begin, this uh-huh. will be the last reaction shots before the Snyder cut. Oh God! What do you think about that? High Wait, stakes. when is this? When is the Snyder cut? It's next week. <laughs> oh God! What day? I don't even know. Do yeah, better <laughs> clear your schedule. Dude. Yeah, Snyder cut. Release date, dude. I'm Googling I'm, it. March 18th. Dude, I wish we could do a watch party for it. That's Thursday. Be so hype. Um, a week from tomorrow as we tape. Is there any way to watch it with oh, people? God. I mean, individually yeah. we could, but not not showing it online or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. Sorry, sorry to derail. That just popped into my head. Oh, no. It, that, <laughs> I mean... I think that's what I'll. That's my Friday night, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I anticipate it will feel very long. Yeah. Two and a half hour mark. You still got ninety more minutes. <laughs> if not more, dude. Like, yeah. isn't it four plus? I think it's four flat. Okay. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. We'll, yeah, I can't wait. I can't we'll, wait. we'll talk about it. I'm, are we doing a spoiler mode on that? Dude, we should. We got to. Oh, God. We've got to. Um. All right. Coming of age. Oh. Coming of age. Excuse me. Coming of age, dude. You remember? Yeah. Kind of sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it turns so out to stress. be pretty sweet after a while. Um. We'll start off with T-Beaks. 15 the reason for the season this is the person who suggested this topic mm-hmm. uh, and they say they've been meaning to suggest for a while because it's a favorite movie genre and they were excited to see that we were so excited about it uh there's something beautiful and simple to these movies when you boil down boil it down these movies are just characters growing mm-hmm. it's what makes them so relatable due to the growth in your own life and desire to grow in the future as well as what makes the genre apply to so many different movies. Mm-hmm. So I've ju- got just a few oh. that I would like to shout out. Yeah, that's so great. Uh, before you shout those out, Ian, it reminded me, you always used to say, I think uh-huh. you still do, that self-destructive characters usually annoy you because you're like, just don't do usually. the thing. Usually. And I feel like with coming-of-age stories... When kids are being self-destructive, you empathize more. You're like, yo, it's just yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. They don't know better. You want like, to see that well, grow. Because you, you, you go like, I too was once an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I too once thought I knew everything. <laughs> yeah. And then realized I knew nothing. Yeah. So I just and love that. You got to embrace... You gotta embrace that you're like never gonna know anything, and then you'll mm-hmm. be much happier <laughs> in general. Um, but T Beaks, Clarence uh, Beaks, uh, that's what I think about every time. What's that from? Trading Places, another great movie. Trading Places. Nice. Um, probably, probably Trading. Pl- in fact, I could think of a few examples just off the top of my head that uh, probably haven't aged great in Trading Places, but. Along with Coming to America, that 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 those two are the Eddie Murphy films I grew up with. Um, I saw anyway, those cop. Oh yeah, I never really watched those. Um, but when I worked at a movie theater, 
in Chicago one time we had a party where we stayed all the employees stayed after and we watched Beverly Hills Cop two yeah. on the f- big on the big screen ourselves. What about forty eight hours? I don't think With I've seen Nick that. Nolte. Oh. oh. Good one. This is gonna be a loose Loose. podcast Fast i can tell and loose. <laughs> loose podcast um oh, i've had a lot of coffee today oh good i've never had coffee um though <laughs> and i worked as a barista for six months wild i mean tea uh, yeah i used to drink a lot of tea i used to drink a lot i haven't had yeah. caffeine well I, actually i found out recently that i accidentally had caffeine the other day because <gasps> I, I drove through a starbucks and i got a strawberry uh, a kai berry refresher. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, I was like, God, I'm in such a good mood. Why, why Everything is awesome, <laughs> you know. And then I looked up the ingredients like a, a week later, and it's got like green tea, like <laughs> caffeine or green coffee extract or something in it. So good, so funny. Um, so it has caffeine, and that's why I felt so good because I was back on the horse or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, T peaks. <laughs> uh, they go into detail on these, but I'll, I'll summarize because we've got quite a few comments. But um, they bring up Boyhood, which I haven't seen still. I liked it. Have you seen it? You yeah, liked re- it? I love the idea behind it that it was filmed over like real yeah. time, like a bunch of years. Yeah, saw it in the theater once. Um, I just remember liking it. It wasn't like a obsession, but I remember. That's- I remember liking it. That's why I haven't watched it because that's literally everyone's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for T Beaks. T Beaks yeah. likes it. They say I went into this movie solely because I heard about the gimmick mm-hmm. and was not just expect and was expecting just that, a gimmick. However, this movie cemented my love for this genre. It so perfectly encapsulated what this genre is. The premise is simple, a boy growing up, showing small moments of his life that affect him greatly. Uh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, then they bring up The Way Way Back, um, which I've heard of and comes up a few times in this, but haven't seen. I haven't seen a few of these, it turns out. I, hmm. I guess I'd, I haven't watched a lot of uh, Coming of Age. I thought I'd seen a lot, but then I was reading through the comments Prolific. and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, it's a big, well, it's a big genre. Yeah, but, um, yeah I haven't seen this uh, one either. The Way Way Back, this is the movie that started off my love for this genre without me really knowing it. I had just finished watching The Office and wanted more Steve Carell, so I picked up this movie. Turns out he plays the exact opposite role of what I was looking for because he was a hateable mother's boyfriend in this film. The hateable mother's boyfriend in this film. Unclear if the mother or the boyfriend is hateable, but maybe both. Dude. Um, but in that disappointment, I discovered Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Dude, I love Sam Rockwell. I was just going to say Sam Rockwell and Tony Collette in this movie? Shit. Oh, shit. Gotta watch The Way Way Back, man. Yeah. I'm going to stop reading so I don't spoil myself. Yeah, it looks good. The Way Way Back sounds dope. Um, then then they bring up the edge of 17 uh i ended watching this and the eighth and eighth grade right around the same time and loved edge of 17 while being slightly disappointed by eighth grade eighth grade i think is by bo burnham and i was like jealous of him so i haven't watched it (laughs) i think i saw that one on a plane let me see if it's the same one the, well, 8th grade and mid-90s came out at, like, the same time and I saw had it. very similar covers. I loved 8th grade. I yeah, saw I it on a, good. I saw it on an airplane, though. <laughs> Dude, airplane? Airplane place puts to watch a, it. Airplane puts yeah. a little special something on some movies. Yeah. Some movies it ruins. Other movies it's like, this is fucking perfect. Yeah, it was dark. People were sleeping. It was like a nice airplane <laughs> sesh. I watched I, I, that and late 90s. Mid nineties. Mid nineties. That like, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah. They came out at like the same time. Yeah, I watched both of those on the plane. 
I just got I I bought I just bought a Kindle because I had a PDF I had to read and I'm a yeah. crazy person. So I bought a Kindle. Awesome. Um but it was so funny because I was sitting there reading this on a Kindle and I was picturing myself on an airplane <laughs> re- reading a Kindle because that's, so that's where I always see people read Kindles. What would you read on a Kindle? Anything? Oh, well, it, well it's funny because I've been doing audiobooks for so many years. Yeah. I haven't I haven't read with mine eyes in so long, <laughs> except for I was reading Akira. Nice. Because you kind of have to read that. But nice. uh, the next book I'm going to read is my friend Beth's poetry book, The Immortal Soul Salvage Yard. Shout, oh. out, shout out to Beth May. Cool art. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, but with, uh, I don't know. I'm with, going. I'm I'm midway through uh, Rhythm of War, the <laughs> fourth Storm Stormlight Archives book on my Audible. So if nice. I was going on a plane, I would buy the Kindle book and read along with the audiobook probably. Um, eighth grade, I really liked Ian because I can't imagine like I can't imagine being a middle schooler with social media. Mm. I just. I can't. I can't. From from what I understand, it's like middle school never stops for them. Like hmm. middle school was eighth grade was total hell for me. I was getting teased constantly, as I are. I think a lot of people. But like, at least I could go home. Yeah. You know, and it would stop. Yeah, you. Go I didn't home have to like impress people friends. online. Right. You just run around in the dirt with your friends. Yeah. Playing with a cardboard box or whatever. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about likes or... 24-7, dude. I can't yeah. imagine that. Yeah, going home and then just the the pressures and the anxiety of the likes and everything. Yeah. I mean, the internet is entirely responsible for my entire livelihood, but, yeah. like, the internet has some problems. <laughs> if there were ever a double-edged sword, it would oh, be... Oh, yeah, dude. It would be the yeah. internet, man. But like, well, cause I, mean, oh, I, I feel a little like uh, we're older, so I feel like a little more mm-hmm. equipped to like shut it out. You yeah. Know? Well, that's what I was just going to say is like, think about how much the Internet affects us right now as mm-hmm. adults. Yeah, it's still. And, and th- think about yourself going through that as a teen when you're going yeah. through everything else. Like, yeah. Depression magnifier, man. Mm-hmm. T-Beaks then brings up Into the Spider-Verse and then oh. says perfect movie probably yeah <laughs> and i'm like yeah pretty mm-hmm. much like it's, get, get, it's one of the few the next spider-man game ian better have like you better go into the spider-verse and like <laughs> just it looks like the movie the visuals it's identical except for <laughs> like, like the f- <laughs> except for with a good frame rate because like <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, animated sure. movies don't have you know sure. 60 frames per second <laughs> good call and there is weird. that suit actually you can get it can looks get really weird yeah it's it, awesome. I, I i tried it for a second and i was just like oh ah, what's <laughs> happening my head couldn't handle it yeah animating on the twos um okay all right <laughs> next commenter they sent me a thing so i have it queued up let me see hello ian uh hang on and oh jesus no cesar villa cesar Via. Via. The way the way he says his last name is so like subtle. Cesar Via. It almost sounds like a B instead of a V. Via. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. It rolls. It, it... Cesar Cesar Vida. Via. Via. I can't even do it. Cesar I can't Via. even do it. I'm trying my ass off here. Cesar Via. But they made a video oh. of me from this show repeatedly trying to say it and then themselves pronouncing it so i just 
Thank you for making that, Cesar. <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, and I'm sorry that I'm still... Maybe what I should do is just butcher everybody's name. Yeah. Just to be I, fair. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Taylor Travis instead of Tyler <laughs> Travis, you know? Like, even if I'm pretty sure, I'll just butcher them for this episode. So everybody's, everybody's squaresies. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Cesar asks, what, what does coming of age even mean? To me, uh, or to be honest, I struggled a lot to find examples of movies under that genre because it is not a concept we have here in Mexico. Oh. I, found that, I found that interesting. Uh, and they say the, qu- the quintessential example is Stand By Me, which I guess everyone will mention, so I'll just add one to the count. But other than that, uh, I have more questions than answers. Do the Harry Potter movies count? Harry definitely comes of age at the end to the point of being ready to die for the greater good. Can you grow any bigger than that? I would say they definitely count. Um, the whole series, like, is one big coming of age thing, kind of. They count, but J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, we're not going to get into it, but yeah. they count, but they never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually, they just came to be with no yeah. no creative force yeah. behind them. They just yeah. suddenly exist. The, the Big Bang. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> like the Big Bang. Yeah. Just a residual. Yeah. Just suddenly these books like <laughs> fell into a Barnes and Noble in Hoboken and people were like, what the hell is this? Uh, Scissor brings up Clerks 2. <laughs> Clerks, uh, dude. And, yeah. and I liked this because it says, sure, those characters are adults from the beginning, but during the climax <laughs> of the movie, they basically let go of their slacker personas and become adults to handle their own destiny by buying the business they, that started their friendship, uh, which I, I, I love because, yeah, I, I don't think that or I think a, a, a subgenre of coming of age films is like the late bloomer coming of age oh, film, you know, sure. or it's like someone realizing their potential as an adult or, or mm-hmm. an older teen or going through some kind of transformation. I definitely yeah. think that that, that would count. Like Mallrats kind of even counts, dude. Mm-hmm. Just the, I mean, Kevin Smith in general. Yeah. Kevin movies. Smith. Yeah. Just kind of makes these, mm-hmm. um, and then last, they want to mention Scott Pilgrim, because, like... Nice. Yeah, dude. Scott Pilgrim, dude. He should have ended up with nobody. Spoiler alert. Sorry I for Scott Pilgrim. I need to watch Pilgrim. it again. I like it. It's been ages, dude. It's, it's, so, it's so good. It's got such a fun energy. Um, T-Layer Travis. <laughs> I can't fake everybody's names. <laughs> Tyler Travis says... Uh, I remember the dangerous lives of altar boys hitting pretty close to home, despite not being an altar boy... Um, and I don't, and I don't feel okay not mentioning Harold and Maude. I know I've seen Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, but I don't remember it. I have seen Harold and Maude, and Dangerous I love that movie. Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys. It's a fun movie, if I recall. I saw it as, like, a teen. I remember almost nothing about it. I think I remember there being, like, sketches sometimes. I don't know. Looks um, intense, dude. It's pretty wild. Uh, but Harold and Maude is, is a blast. It's a weird one. Jodie Foster, uh, dude. In Alter Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Queen Jodie, dude. Love Jodie Foster. Uh, um, yeah. Harold and Maude. Never saw it. Oh, dude, you would love Harold and Maude. Never saw it. You would love it. Who I have it on it? DVD, I think. How Ashby. Yeah, dude, it's a classic. Dude, the director Classic. of... Oh, the editor of In the Heat of the Night. Sick. In the Heat Always love that. I, I love that, Ian. Just what? like, what's this movie? Oh, who did it? Oh, this person. What did this person do? Oh, that thing. Oh, that... <laughs> yeah. You go that down that like rabbit was... hole. Just... 
That's when I was like jealous of Sam Levinson who did Euphoria, you know? And then I was like, I was like, he's like my age. And then I look up and his dad is Barry Levinson. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. you bastard. Serious. Uh, Euphoria is incredible though. And it totally fits this genre, by the way. Nice. Dude, that show is fantastic. You would like it. I watched the first episode and I was like, I don't like you. It takes a minute. <laughs> I mean, um, you know me, dude. You know yeah, me. Like, of course. I have, I have, I take issue sometimes with people. And I mean, I know it's not very fair because, like, addiction is definitely like a disease that you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. But it depends on how it's presented. Because, like, something in like Sid and Nancy or whatever, I'm just like, screw you, you ass. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing this to yourself. But in something more nuanced like this, I'm like, yeah, you're struggling. I yeah. want you to succeed. I gotta get punk on it. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I like that they did those specials you were talking about. Last oh my time. god, that's super cool. Oh, they're so good. Um, and it's just two people talking. Mm-hmm. It's just It's just in a room. And it's so good for an hour. It's yeah. amazing. It's like a play. It's like, well, Malcolm and Marie is similar, but um, same guy. Happy Gaming says, Spirited Away and Kiki's Delivery Service from Ghibli, Karate Kid, Mid-90s, Persepolis, Little Women, Goodwill Huntings, Spider-Verse, and of course, Stand By Me. And don't skip Wolf Children. Sick. Uh, <laughs> a coming-of-age film for two separate casts. Uh, and how they intersect what? Karate Kid, shout out to Cobra Kai. The yeah, best dude. right now. The best there is. Show is really? a freaking 10 out of 10. A couple months ago, I got so obsessed catching up on this, dude. I went through the entire Karate-verse. Uh, is it me, movies. dude? Is it is it because it's me recommending Patriot? No, it's just so... <laughs> Ian, it's, is it the title? It's it's It lacks excitement in the moment. Because it's a it's, very exciting show. Because it's older. You know, Cobra Kai is like, I was catching up for that. Um, You're watching Bosch, so many old things. Bosch is for my dad. Bosch has the dad factor. I know. Um, Bosch doesn't count. Bosch, I understand. Warrior. Warrior. It, 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 Warrior. Warrior is the number one Warrior analog. Patriots I'm pissed Patriots. about Warrior. Warrior's done now. I'm yeah. never watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Warrior's done. <laughs> I hope uh, it's renewed. It's not going to. Rip. Patriot either, but Patriot ended well. So. Nice, 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 nice. The hell um, were we just yeah, talking about? I don't know. Kiki's Delivery Service is Spirited, Spirited Away. away yeah, both dude. dope, dude. Yeah, all the Ghibli films feel like coming of age, and they're just fantastic. Absolutely. Um, It's so good. Uh, And, of course, Stand By Me. Like, come on. Also, Thanks. Little Women. I've, I've only seen the... Um, I recently watched... Gerwig's. The Gerwig one, and I loved it. 10 out of 10. 10 that out of 10. Was, I wanted it to win, like, Best Picture that year. I loved she it so much. She wasn't even nominated, was she? I believe they were. I remember she she got snubbed for something. Like she did get snubbed for something. I was bitter. Yeah. Sounds right. That oh, yeah, are they just so not great. doing the Oscars this year? Like, what happened? I mean, Yeah, the Golden Globes happened. just went down. I didn't watch them, but they were remote. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever watch that stuff anymore, really. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Little Women is sick, man. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Little Women at least at that version has such nice um they they come of age so well in that movie because like especially florence Pugh's character who like she's so frivolous and and like or seems so frivolous and and like wacky as a kid but then mm-hmm. as an adult she's actually like super responsible and like i really love her characterization she's just mm-hmm. such a good actor god Ugh. Ugh. black widow dude let's go yeah. let's go it's already gonna be, it's gonna be cool man Dude, I want to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. 
go back to the movies if Alamo Drafthouse hasn't gone out of business. Straight up. They declared bankruptcy, and I'm sad about it. Oh, My favorite karaoke place went out of business during COVID. Dude. Tough times, gosh. dude. The only things I was like, the only things I like doing in the world are <laughs> yeah. falling apart. Anyway, um, Samuel Cardwell. My first thought would have to be Gregory's Girl. Uh, one of my absolute favorite films of all time that's very low-budget Scottish high school comedy from 81. Hmm. I'm not actually sure if Gregor, Gregory comes of age, though. He kind of just muddles through, but it's such an adorable wee film. I'll take any excuse to mention it, and it looks like it's up on uh, or it's all on YouTube, and they linked it in the uh, discussion thread if you're a clutch. patron on patreon.com. So clutch. Um, I hadn't heard of that, but sounds cute. Excuse me, Ian, Daniel does, Ray. Hello. Does anyone mention skins? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, one person brings up TV just, in a second. Let me see if they mention skins. I don't. Recall. I just want to make sure that we don't go through this episode and not discuss the UK version of skins, which mm. is arguably one of the absolute best of this genre. I swear to you, it's as good as it gets. Uh, so many, <laughs> so many actors in this show got huge. Um, they went on to do big things: Game of Thrones, bunch of movies, X Men, uh, Resident Evil. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Skins UK, hype it up. They did an American remake. Not stay away, stay away. Uh, the the format of the show is each character gets like an episode. So like uh-huh. an episode will be this character, and next episode the 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 timeline moves forward but each episode focuses on someone different okay uh and then it's like generational so it'll be like every two seasons they kind of shake up the cast okay uh and then they did kind of a revival type uh movie format after it was all over so i just again i want to hype that up along with my brilliant friend in my opinion as good as it gets super super good have you ever seen the in-betweeners that one came up a couple of times no Stephen Beaumont and uh, I think one or two other people brought up the Inbetweeners show or a movie. Uh, it's a UK series and two films. Uh, coming of age comedy much more closely reflects my own coming of it. This is Stephen Beaumont mm-hmm. um, speaking. Uh, shit, much more closely reflects my own coming of age compared to the American fair. Cringe-inducing hilarity ensues with failed sexual exploits and bragging about said exploits, getting refused entry to clubs. Getting an unfortunate nickname at school, whether or not I could ever watch the show again, reiterated how much of a market left on my brain. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've it's heard on, of that one. I've definitely heard of that one. Only 18 episodes. Amazon Prime. 25-minute episodes. That's a, great rec- that's a great recommendation. Not a time-consuming one. It's fantastic. Prime. That looks great. Um, Hilarious. American Pie mixed with Peep Show. The Guardian. <laughs> Peep show I've heard good things about. American <laughs> um, Pie, shout out, coming in age. <laughs> I gotta watch, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Which makes me think, I mean, Wet Hot American Summer is like my, is like the good version of American Pie, basically. Yeah, think, about, like fun of think about how big American Pie was when I Oh, American out. Pie was huge. And I mean, like, it, it, hit, it hit right when I was at that, the, like, yep. target age for that movie, Same. too. Same. Um, speaking of which, like, Lady Bird... She Lady graduates Bird. high school the year I graduated high school. I love that fact. So, like, it was perfect. Gerwig. Again, another Gerwig joint. Gerwig joint. Gerwig joint. Gerwin makes it, I go. Yep. Yep. 
Love the wig. I gur the wig. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> if I ever see her on the street, I'm gonna yell that. <laughs> I gur the don't. wig. Maybe don't yell that. Um, <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> Daniel Ray says, stand by me, of course. Stand by me is just like, ugh. I was going to rewatch Stand by Me, and then I remembered how much the, like, the cut to the dead body at the end, like, scared me as a kid. (laughs) So then I, like, didn't rewatch it for this episode. (laughs) Um, Stand by me, dude. Stand by me, dude. It's so good. I gotta gotta rewatch it. Yeah. Um, Also, shout out to Fish Tank. Which I've heard of, but haven't seen. Is that with Fassbender? Anything's possible. I haven't I think seen, I've it. seen that. I think I've seen that one. I think it's older. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of Fish Called Wanda. It is with Fassbender. Yeah, I saw that a while back. Huh. I don't remember it though. I I don't know about this movie, Fish Tank. Huh. I like Fassbender. Fassbender. David's the only interesting thing in Prometheus. Kinda. Second viewing, he's a little overblown. Hmm. But I liked him in Covenant. Covenant in? sucks, dude. It's so he's in that though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's remembering like correctly. A, he's like the whole point. He's yeah, like the yeah, whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. He like made the aliens. Covenant sucks. Covenant is a three out of ten. It's a one out of ten. It is. It is offensive to mine eyes. I like the final shot. The final I shot. I remember the final shot. The final shot is haunting, dude. It's a haunting shot. What's the final shot? The final shot, spoilers, is he like puts her asleep. Nobody watched this movie. Is he like puts her asleep, like, ah, ha ha ha, I win, I did it, or whatever? Uh huh. And then the ship is like just flying ominously into the dark void of space, and he's like giving out a, the distress call. Oh, yeah, because he wants to get the aliens mm-hmm. onto other ships. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool final shot. Ridley? Three out of ten. Has Ridley Scott always been crazy? We we don't we, we, screw it. Let's not even get into it. Emilio Estevez, <laughs> I hope actual Emilio Estevez Same. just just said Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Speaking thank of, you, Emilio. Thank you, Mr. Estevez. I loved you in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Speaking of Estevez, I had no idea that the Mighty Ducks is getting the Gilmore Girls treatment. What the a, hell does that mean? A show. After the, the fact, with Emilio Estevez. Isn't that the opposite of the Gilmore Girls treatment? No, they did the revival. It was a show first, and then they did a thing. I'm just saying, they're picking it up later, dude. The revival. Oh, okay, all right, all right, the, all right. Revival. the revival. Just um, Emilio Estevez. Emilio I think she, Estevez. I think she's in it, too, actually. Who? Uh, Lauren Gray. Gilmore? Yeah. Oh, really? The Mighty Ducks uh, Game Changers. Coming sounds out like, it sounds soon. like an award that Keeley would give out at the Dude, Game Awards. March 26th. After, Wait, failing, <laughs> after failing to make the cut to join the now powerhouse Mighty Ducks junior hockey team, 12-year-old Evan's mother encourages him to form a new team of underdogs with help from Gordon Bombay, the Ducks' original coach. So I think the, the Mighty Ducks now are the villains. Oh, Gordon shit. Bombay. Yeah, dude, get hyped. They went corporate, dude. Get so oh, Lauren that's Graham cool, and dude. Emilio Estevez, dude. I think it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> this is too it much is, information. It's a Disney Plus joint. <laughs> this yeah. is too much. This is like this. Yeah, if they brought back Flight of the Navigator, dude, I would lose my marbles. Wait, they probably made some like shitty TV sequels, didn't oh. they? For Flight of the Navigator. 
I love Flight of the Navigator, man. Um, fun fact, parts of uh, Mighty Ducks 1 or 2, maybe 2, were shot in my hometown, awesome. in the National Park. Dude, Mighty Ducks. the Interstate Park. Coming of age, dude. Same, uh, wi- same uh, as uh, a serious man, parts of it are shot in the park in my hometown. Edward. My hometown is beautiful. St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful name. When I, whenever you say the name, every single time, Ian, I'm not even kidding. Uh-huh. Every time, ta- every uh-huh. time you say it, my mind sees like a tranquil thicket with a waterfall coming down. There, uh, just like mountains, like snow peaked mountains in the back, some trees. <laughs> every time. Well, there aren't any mountains because it's Wisconsin, but um, it's the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. I think it is a big hill, though. The whole town is built on a hill, and okay. I think it is high enough to actually classify as a mountain, awesome. but, like, but like only just. <laughs> and um, the dam, there's a dam instead of the falls. So the, mm. the ta- our sister city, across, our sister town across the river is called Taylor's Falls, um, and the falls were called Taylor's Falls, but it was replaced with a dam in the 1900s. My town is the site of one of the world's largest log jams <laughs> in history. Whoa. To my understanding. Not very farm vibes. Yeah, dude. Log ride. Yeah, dude. Uh, Sanko Falls, Wisconsin. Check it out. Shout out. <laughs> if you're ever in the area, check it out. Um, anyway, uh, KB, KB Holmes just watched eighth grade and nice. loved it emotional yeah. funny gut-wrenching relatable and unforgettable performance by elsie fisher yeah, I, I, gotta really watch that. I gotta watch that movie. i really like it kiraz i just had my 32nd birthday same day as bossman happy birthday <laughs> nice and uh like the whole concept of coming of age films seems almost alien because right now i'm coming to terms with my own age no longer uh some useful forest sprite but my own path the fabric of my tapestry weaving to take some shape and how to find meaning and agency now that it now seems far more challenging than when I was younger. To be honest, I don't know many films that wrestle with this point in life. I can think of a few like uh, kicking and crisis. screaming. Yeah, like well, it's like, a, it's like a quarter life. We're not that old, you bastard. <laughs> quarter life crisis movies. Rachel getting married, dude. Rachel getting 10. married. Million. Not Noah Bumbach movies. Yeah, uh, kicking Marin and screaming. Story. Kicking and screaming. Not the soccer one with Will Ferrell, but the other one. Marriage story, story. Dude, Scarlett Joe and that like wrestles with like shit. Like I just got absorbed Man, in your life. That movie looks sad. I haven't watched it. Marriage story? Yeah. Love it. Sophia loves Adam Driver. It's a good but, one. Um There was a good one with uh Ben Mendelssohn recently that I watched. From The Outsider? Um yes. From Who the plays Outsider. Talos yes. in the MCU. Yes, Talos himself. <laughs> I love um, Ben Mendelsohn, dude. Same. He's one of the one of the greats. I can't I can't find it, dude. <laughs> IMDb.com. I'm looking at his entire damn film. Ben Mendelsohn. I don't Um Well, Isn't I'll start the talking land of and then yeah. it's the yep. land of city habits. There, <laughs> there we there go. <laughs> yeah. After That's leaving the his wife magic. And, after leaving his wife and his job to find happiness, he befriends a drug addicted teen. It's pretty Fun. good. So it's not a ten out of ten, but it's a good one. Okay. Kind of reminded me of that. Ben like. Mendelsohn adds a few points, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the Huber magic. Is <laughs> somebody just has to start talking, and then you'll remember <laughs> and, and go. Um, anyways, <laughs> Kiraz goes on to mention that Almost Famous uh, oh! is a good one. Um, yes, 
oh, that's one yeah. of the originals, dude, of my childhood. Yeah. I yeah. remember not liking it when I saw it. And then I think the uh, the star of that hooked up with an ex-girlfriend of mine. So never oh. <laughs> Screw that movie. <laughs> um, Screw it. TMI, I guess. Not while we were together or anything. I. It was all above board. Ian, I love this genre. And one of the elements I love of the genre is different time periods. So yeah. seeing people come of age in different periods of the world the place different places in the world different time periods in the world love it i was talking about my bright friend earlier and that's like 50s italy so just how different how universal the experience can be but also how different like when you really unpack well, and, and get underneath it all what i think the success of this movie and probably why i didn't like it as a teen was because it felt too familiar <laughs> because like the, the the experience of the main character feeling like out of place and kind of embarrassed mm -hmm. and like wanting to fit in, but like not feeling like you do. That's like my entire life. <laughs> like that's like, I feel like that always <laughs> or did as a teen more so than now, uh, sometimes still, but it, it just, it, it was too true. It resonated <laughs> like yeah. these, all these cool people and trying to fit in, you know, yeah. dancing around in their underwear and you're just like, <laughs> Oh, I'm out of my league. Like what's going on? Um, I just want to be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to be cool, but I don't want to drink or do drugs. Like, include <laughs> me. Um, Harrison Holt McHale says easily the Breakfast Club. Oh, which, yeah. which, like, yeah. I mean, goes without saying. But Breakfast Club's up there with Stand by Me, probably. Absolutely. I'm glad it's brought up because something like that is like the Beatles, where it's just like all day, every day, any top of, best of list, it's always there. Yeah. So I think, you know, I always wonder why there, there's some people just hate popular things. And I had a friend like that who always hated popular things growing up. And I mm -hmm. always used to just think he was a contrarian. A contrarian. But, but then later I realized, like, it's probably just because those things, like, like a song on the radio... Yeah. is just always played so you just get, you get sick tired of it, of it. you yeah. get kind of tired of it but the breakfast club I, you know I, it's because of the song and because of the movie like it's definitely overplayed but it deserves to be it's so legendary it's a good movie it's dude. so it's, so it's good. really good it's just cozy and it, like yeah it's cozy it yeah. holds up it, it just you it's so what the hell is the word I'm looking for? It, it goes down so easy but also when it's over you feel like you did something important you feel, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, like impactful. Like, yeah, impactful. Sure. It it resonates. Yes. Resonant. Totally. Um, I agree. <laughs> uh, and someone someone coming down the line. Uh, I didn't organize it, but um, talks about like the class dynamics in uh the different different kinds of kids like from different walks of life. You mm -hmm. know, trying to trying to get together. Which I think is a fun element of that. Wild how many times that... Oh, chills, thinking about just how many times that formula has been replicated. Yeah. The breakfast Well, club. I mean, it's a powerful yeah. message, too. And it's it's something that, obviously, people deal with every day is, like, everyone has a different experience than, yeah. than you. You know, you got to learn to get along with people. I was watching... We've been watching... Uh, Beth and I watched Degrassi, an episode before we go to sleep. It, we just, you know, we brush our teeth, get ready for bed, throw on quick 20 minutes of Degrassi. And we, uh -huh. a couple weeks ago, Ian, was the Breakfast Club episode. They just, like, uh, did the Breakfast Club. They're all in detention. Yeah. Different people. It's a good bottle episode kind <laughs> of a thing. Yeah. 
But it's good. I, yeah, it's it's tough to do a like a bottle episode, and I think that Breakfast Club does it well. Hmm. Um, Sam Sorensen, uh, Eighth Grade, Booksmart, which I love. Booksmart, Booksmart. can't ever shut up. Um, which 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 is that one? Of, that's one of the actors. Yeah. Which she one is, is that? The, the longer, like reddish the, hair. The one who's not the lesbian. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. That movie's fantastic. Booksmart yeah. is fantastic. Um. Uh. What was the comment? Even as a forty-year-old cis dude, I identify with my own teenage experiences in both of these movies, uh, Eighth Grade and Booksmart. Uh, in some ways more than others, obviously, and both made me laugh and feel, which is much as I can ask of a film. Uh, growing up, it was all about the Goonies, but not many coming-of-age movies really entered into it. Uh, at that time in my life, I was looking for a fantastic escape or comedy. I was kind of a stressed kid. Same, same. I didn't want movies to make me think, so I don't know if coming-of-age movies really entered into it when I was coming-of-age. Coming-of-age kids in movies uh, had it easy. Apparent teenage suffering makes you selfish. Um, that's funny because, yeah, for me, like, no one mentioned La- Labyrinth. Labyrinth. But Labyrinth... I mean, was probably like a sexual awakening for many people, myself mm. included. But like, um, it's kind of it's like a fantasy version of a coming of age story, right? Yeah. Like a you're going up against adversity, and like it is funny, like because I asked about genre, like comedy, drama, whatever. But I didn't ask about like like are there a lot of like sci-fi coming of age or fantasy coming of age? Because I mean, like those are always analogs for real life problems. Yeah. I guess Lost in Space tackles some of it, but I mean, Hunger Games, kind of. They're yeah, they're Games. growing up in those battle royale, dude. Those sections, those battle royale. Sections. Yeah, battle royale, dude, for sure. I think of um, oh god, this is a horrible example, but I watched it recently. Uh, the Walking Dead: World Beyond. Uh-huh. It was up. The whole premise, <laughs> Ian, is that it's the first generation of kids that grows up. In the zombie apocalypse. Not knowing anything but zombies. So I thought that premise was cool. Um, it, I hadn't heard that that was the premise. I just heard it was like the young adult yeah. walking dead, and I was like, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> well, so they, money, they've, but... They've never known anything but zombies. That's an interesting so. concept, actually. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's not a good show. <laughs> it, was, it, was not, yeah, it was not very good. <laughs> um, all right, so we've been going for an hour, and this is when I claim to try to go faster, so I'm going to yeah. breeze through people's... Uh, real quick, Sage Mode Q brings up Stat- King of Staten Island. Um, oh, I still need to see it. Loosely based on Pete Davidson's real life stuff, they mentioned that they were skeptical, um, and I, I admit I've been skeptical as well, which is why I haven't seen it. But they said it was actually pretty good. And then uh, also Kids on the Slope, an anime by Shinichiro Watanabe, the same director as Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, uh, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is good. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, and I love them, but. Shout out to Naruto, number one, coming of age ninja. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Uh, Colt Smith has a whole slew of them here. I'm going to rattle them off. Breakfast Club, Dead Poet Society, Stand By Me, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which we haven't yes. talked about yet. That's a classic. Absolute classic. Um, Lady Bird, Book Smart, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, My Neighbor Totoro, 10 Things I Hate About You. I love that movie. That's sure. a fun movie. Oh Taming of the Shrew, bro. Dude, 10 Things I Hate About You. Great 10 pick. Things I Hate About You, dude. Great pick. 
Also, Romeo and Juliet from 96, dude? Sure. Leo. Watershed moment in my life, that movie. What a what a soundtrack. What a... It's like Smashing Pumpkins in it, maybe, or something? Oh, yeah, probably. And, like, <laughs> I mean, Radiohead's all up in there. Talk show host, dude. Exit, exit music for a film, dude. So good. Either thou or I or both must go with him. <laughs> so emo, dude. I, that that movie as a as a depressed teen, as a depressed teen, that movie that just should, hit me right where I lived. You that know, that should be its genre, dude. Depressed teen, depressed like teen. Romeo and Juliet, yeah, ninety six. Straight up is, uh, Boys in the Hood, and oh, then yeah. uh, TV picks, Girl, uh, Gilmore Girls, because mm-hmm. damn straight, In Betweeners, Dairy Girls, and that seventies show. Dairy yeah, Girls, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm watching it right now. Is it good? Yeah, it is. Cool. Uh, Devin Q. Jordan Patanod says Ginger Snaps and Raw. Some different takes, dude. (laughs) Different takes here. Ginger Snaps, shout out. I haven't seen Ginger Snaps. I've heard it's cool. Fantastic, Ian. I think you would really like that one, dude. Is it werewolves? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to watch Ginger Snaps. Yeah. I know of Raw, and I've heard it's pretty intense, but... Mm -hmm. Same with the bad bun, ba- the bad batch. Which I haven't I seen, yeah, I haven't seen that. I know Raw's like eating flesh, cannibal right? movies. Yeah, like yeah, a couple of cannibal movies. I think Raw was the one where the gimmick was like they were giving out like puke bags in the theaters because oh. like people couldn't handle it. But it was like you know just a marketing, thing. yeah, very '70s marketing thing. Um, would you kindly brings up the or says the best coming of age films are the films by French Canadian uh, Xavier Dolan. I'm going to try this. Altogether, his films are a Gesamtkunstwerk, which means like a totality, like a total artwork and involves like every medium. Yeah. Um, but it's no surprise. He always wins in Cannes. Mommy, Lawrence anyways, I Killed My Mother, Heartbeats. Um, and it, it, they focus on uh, usually uh, gay youth he often plays them himself, struggling with feelings. Sounds really interesting. And yeah. apparently he's super productive and prolific because he expects to die early. Whoa. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I hope world? he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, apparently they, they're very aesthetic. Lots of colors and costumes and soundtracks are really cool. And they sound interesting. The On films the of Xavier list. Dolan, dude. On the list. Uh, I hadn't heard of any of those, but it sounded great. Uh, Jesse Blue. Has anyone said Etimama Tambien? Nobody has, but if they had, I would delete it because I hate that movie. <laughs> you do? No, I like it. It's fine. I just thought, I think maybe it hit me the wrong mood, but I, 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 was, I remember being really annoyed by all the, like, divergences. Like, when it would just, like, they would talk to some guy who was, like, a fisherman, and then the film would follow him for six minutes, and just, just for, like, the... It just felt very cute. It felt like it was mm. trying too hard to be an indie darling. Sure. But, like, I don't know. I was probably just in a bad mood. <laughs> like, what about City of God, Ian? I feel like City of God that. is sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah, City dude. of God, shout That's out. a coming-of-age movie. Shout the hell out. I get it confused with... Um, yeah, City yeah, of- yeah. City of God. The kid's a photographer. Yep, yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's great. Yeah, dude. And then there was City of Men, the sequel. I don't know if I ever right. saw that Right, so that's what I... Yeah, I was like, there's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But it's not Children of Men. <laughs> Where... Where are they in City of 
whatever the first one's called. Uh, it's a Brazilian. Crap. Yeah, they're in Brazil. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie is that movie is really good. Movie is so good. Um, Jesse Blue says, "I hope it's not to mention, but someone posted on Twitter, what's a movie you loved as a kid but probably doesn't hold up.'" And they thought of Weird Science. <laughs> Definitely a coming-of-age movie. And Kelly LeBrock was dynamite. Even though it essentially was a nerdy teenage boy fantasy movie, there was a lot of heart in the lessons learned at the end. Don't know how others feel, but I still love this movie. Don't at me. And then she quotes, Anything bigger than a handful, you're risking a, a strained tongue. <laughs> when they're, like, sizing her boobs on the computer. I feel like Brandon Jones loves this movie. Oh, I'm sure Brandon Jones loves this movie. <laughs> Epic skis lord Brandon Jones. I'm sure he loves <laughs> I, I was never allowed to watch it, so I've never seen it. <laughs> never saw it. Um, but I, I like the music. Danny Elfman, uh, Oingo Boingo, did the weird science. You know, I love the song. Uh, science. Yeah, Tokyo Slim. Uh, says that many of the films they wanted to bring up have been brought up, Edge of 17, 8th grade, way, way back, um, but wanted to second Spirited Away and, and then bring up Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ghibli movies, he says, are really great at dealing with uh, learning to have adult responsibilities and emotions and dealing with loss and tragedy and grief and emerging from those trials stronger and more capable and more grown up, uh, which I agree. Keanu La'a says Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day Off, um, which absolutely, and their favorite character, Cameron, hmm. learns to grow past what he thinks others want him to be and just learns to be himself. Hell Very man. true. Cameron's great. Cameron Fry. Cameron Fry, dude. Shout out. When they break the car. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Like, that movie is really interesting because I like that movie a lot, but it always, it, it does that thing that some movies like this do where it takes like a weird sad turn at mm-hmm. least for me like yeah. it gets kind of sad toward the end totally um, I think that's in, I in a way it. that f- yeah in a way that doesn't feel like all like i feel like i leave it more sad than it wants me to mm. you know what i mean yeah i get um, that because too it's like you drift apart you know yeah. the ending is very like well what happens next kind of right well, that's an issue with a lot of these movies, like yeah. Superbad and Booksmart and stuff. And it's just like, it's interesting because like sometimes you do drift apart and other times, you know, like I'm in a group chat with like three or four of my uh, high school friends that I've been friends with like my entire life, you know? Awesome. And like we still talk like every day almost. Um, I mean, we're, we live in different parts of the country, you know, like we're all <laughs> far flung as you could be, but like literally two of us are on, I'm in LA, one of them's in DC. Awesome. Um, Spencer from Canada brings up Goodwill Hunting. Nice. Uh, Matt Damon's character goes from somewhat arrogant, immature, youthful young man to understanding himself and what he wants. I love that movie. That feels yeah, like another one that's uh, it's a cute movie. Just been kind of over hyped over the years so so much, but really excellent film. Um, uh, seen it a couple times, and it's each not your fault. each time I watch it, I'm just like, this movie is freaking amazing. Yeah, dude. It just that one sneaks up. I really like Matt Damon. I really like Matt. Love Damon Matt lot. Damon. I hope he's chill in real life because I really I've like. Never Matt heard Damon. a bad thing about okay, Matt Blue Eyes, man. <laughs> Come on. Does he have blue eyes? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Matt, you just came up with Maddie Blue Eyes right now. <laughs> Who are you, dude? Um, but yeah, Matt. Matt Damon, dude. Talented Mr. Ripley is like dude. kind of a sad. Like 
it's like a not coming of age film. Mm-hmm. Like he never. He, oh, what a sad movie. God. They're making it a TV show. I just read Ian. I bet they are. Yeah, milk it. What a slog that'll be, man. That'll be so sad. <laughs> yeah. There's some, like there's, some things, <laughs> there's some things that just can't, I can't emotionally withstand. Like yeah. the movie's long enough. It's great, but it's just mm-hmm. so sad. N2 Bear Hugs says Leolo from 1992, which is a Canadian film from the late Jean-Claude Luzon, uh, is a tightrope act mi- mixing incredibly dark humor with tragic com- uh, drama. Leo is a boy in Montreal who wishes to escape the insanity that runs in his family, so he becomes Leolo, convinced his mother must have been impregnated by uh, an inseminated tomato from Italy. <laughs> Tom Waits songs give the soundtrack Ooh. a playfully, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm listening, there you go. playfully offbeat tone as Leolo juggles his obsessive masturbation rituals. Uh, the forced daily bowel evacuations monitored by his parents, good God, and enacting a plan to murder his abusive grandfather. Offensive, electric, visually stunning, vulgar, but anchored by deep compassion for the characters, Leolo is a poetic fever dream. I hadn't heard of this, but if it's got Tom Waits soundtrack, mm-hmm. L-E-O-L-O, Leolo. Ooh, the... The obsessive masturbation rituals reminds me of uh, one that didn't come up. I'm kind of surprised. The Basketball Diaries. Oh, yeah. Which I saw as a teenager, and I think I was too young to see that movie because it made me really depressed. But yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was really depressed as a teenager. But Leo. Leo. The master. I also saw, someone I think brings this up somewhere, but I saw Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juices mm-hmm. in the hood as like yep. a 14-year-old. And Same. I was like, not ready. Same. I was not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Higher Learning. Kind of a coming-of-age story. They're on college. Uh, Uh It deals with race. It's a John Singleton movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Dealing with, you know, Nazis. There's, like, Nazis on campus. Okay. Um, It's got Lawrence Fishburne, Ice Cube. Um, (laughs) The way you emphasized Ice Cube. Love Ice Cube. Hell yeah. (laughs) Ice Cube. Um, Who else? Ice, Ice Cube. It's good. It's a good one. Ice Cube. Ice Cube, dude. <laughs> Love Ice Cube. I've never heard his name pronounced like that. <laughs> ice Cube. Ice Cube. It's got Ice Cube in there. There you go. <laughs> uh, but it's not, punchy, it's not dude. an Ice Cube. It's Ice Cube. He's, he's cube smart. is his last I, I just never thought about it like that. Ice <laughs> is his first name and Cube is his last name. <laughs> Table for Mr. Cube. <laughs> it's good. It's like, it's like how... Um, how um, Larry David says "crazy eyes" to "crazy eyes killer" in <laughs> in Cur- Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's always like he always says it like it's his first name. And he's like, "But crazy eyes, crazy eyes, <laughs> but crazy eyes." <laughs> Need more Larry David. I gotta just go through and like watch that show. <laughs> I like it, but I only ever like catch it as it comes, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reyes says hello, Ian and Huber. First time, long time. Welcome. Thank you. Nice. Welcome. Welcome. Well, I guess, do you say welcome? They've been here for a long time. Whatever. Greetings, greetings. Greetings, hello, welcome. Thank you for <laughs> writing in. Happy to have you. Um, so my favorite coming-of-age film would have to be the movie Dope. The reason it's my favorite, have you seen this one? No. I missed it. I, I was mm-hmm. going to see it in theaters, and then like it like left theaters the, the weekend we were going to go see it, and then I just like haven't seen it since or something. Um, the reason it's my favorite is because not only does it put a spotlight on blurred culture, black nerd culture, 
uh, and the difficulty one has to go uh, has to go through while growing up in a poverty-stricken neighborhood and beating the circumstances life has dealt you. Not only is the whole cast phenomenal, but also the end scene when Malcolm is reading his college essay about not fitting in to the categories people may uh, have prescribed for him just based on his skin tone or how much of a nerd he is that he can't be pigeonholed uh, with one description or another. Sounds sounds good. Yeah, I heard good things about that one. Yeah, me too. Thank, thank you for re-reminding me about that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah. Um, Back on the nin- radar. Ninja Kill Bunny says, Hunt for the Wilder People and Little Women. Nice. Dude, Hunt for the Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder no, People, dude? You would like that it's movie. Sam Neill, right? Yeah, dude. Nice. Sam Neill and the little kid um, who's in Deadpool 2, I think. Cool. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, man. It's great. Awesome. <laughs> so um, many on the list now, dude. Oh, yeah. This was the episode where I was like, dude, my queue is about to explode. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, Conrad... I'm just not going to try on your last name anymore. I get it wrong every time, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, but they bring up Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, you right, tell right, me about right. Dazed and Confused. Oh, just classic, dude. Just it, I, I feel like it's it, it's kind of like it, it reminds me of the quality of Breakfast Club. Just that classic era coming of age story. Uh, just mm-hmm. a little edgier Mm-hmm. A little grosser, you know, a little more stoner. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of the edgy breakfast club in a way. I know it's not the same format, obviously, but just I was I haven't seen Days in Confused, but I, I always I always equate it with high fidelity in my head for some mm. reason, but I don't know if mm-hmm. they're similar at all. <laughs> I mean just historical era coming yeah. to you, Gina. Jason Wojner also brings up Days and Confused. They watched it with their late father, who was born in the sixties. And said that yeah, it's a fairly accurate representation of high school in the seventies. Which so is cool. cool. So cool. Um, Alexander Zirinov, Interstate sixty comes to mind. If you've never heard of this movie, here's a quick plot summary. Neil Oliver wants to be an artist, but he has no courage and confidence to go against his father, who's already planned his son's life. At his twenty-second birthday, Neil makes a wish to find an answer to his life by chance. Mysterious O. W. Grant who can grant one wish per person, hears this and uh, gets intrigued by such an unusual unusual desire. So he joins Neil in a road trip over non-existing Interstate 60. It's like uh, Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> On their journey, they meet numerous colorful individuals and get into multiple tough situations, which helps Neil grow and take life into his own hands. It's a wonderful mix of drama and comedy. Lighthearted adventure. Sounds cool. Interstate also, 65? I love Interstate 60 is what they wrote. 60. But, yeah. Um, I like stuff like that where it's like, you, where you wonder, like, can this person actually grant wishes or did they just, like, do they just know how to, like, make things happen and it's not magic, you know? Uh, Stephen Beaumont says, Cadulthood, uh, which I hadn't heard of, written by Noel Clark. This chronicles the lives of wayward teens in the UK. Uh, when they have a day off of school following a tragedy, watching these kids try so hard to be older than they are really reflects how the world forces us to grow up and put on a facade. Don't skip it. Don't skip uh, skins. Number... Don't skip skins. UK, skip skins. I swear to God, don't skip it. Watch it right now. And my brilliant friend. Uh, they bring up Superbad, <laughs> and they brought up the in-betweeners before. Uh, 
uh, Tef, Stand By Me, of course, the pinnacle. Uh, small cast of characters probably, right? to each of them. I mean, it's probably the pin- It was the first one I thought of. Um, but Lost Boys is up there for me. Well, on paper, it isn't so much of a coming-of-age movie as, as most. It carries that vibe. You're one of What's us it? now, Ian. <laughs> You're one of us. What does he say when he's like making him think he's eating worms or whatever? He's like, <laughs> yeah, oh. what? It's just enjoying your worms or whatever yeah uh that's a good movie uh boys in the hood uh summer of 84 above the rim menace to society goonies and it it shout out chapter two though man it disappointed me i need to go back that's in keeping with with the yeah although the original expectations yeah the original it fucking destroyed my childhood i was afraid to go in the basement and shit yeah. so luckily uh, i never had never, a basement never watched this new one not a lot of basements in los angeles ian you should definitely watch the re- the part one of the remake dude i mean, you should bite my ass uh, yeah sure <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch patriot so yeah uh, tell you what you watch fucking patriot that shit is a masterpiece like i i hold it chapter one in the highest what I gotta do is watch It Follows, but I've been mm. too scared. <laughs> I recently watched it a lingers. video. I recently watched a video about Gerald's game, and like I still think about the dude standing in the corner. Like that shit is terrifying to me. That that's the stuff from Hereditary too, yeah. where just like someone's just standing yeah. there. That's mm-hmm. like the scariest mm-hmm. stuff to me. Yep, I've been watching. It, like, haunts me. I've been watching a lot of true crime, and it's I've, I've had like I had a nightmare or two. I can't well, I handle just think someone anymore. is there, dude. It's, just, it's, too, it's too much. I can't handle it anymore. No one brought up Billy Elliot, and I'm disappointed in all of you. I haven't seen Billy, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot's cute. It's a cute movie. Does Paddington count? Paddington's amazing. Paddington is an ageless angel. A beautiful, perfect angel who has no age, Hell is yeah. constantly learning lessons and coming of age without ever <laughs> being tainted by the loss of innocence. God, Paddington 2. Paddington 2 is a perfect movie, dude. I know. I need to see it, dude. Um, I asked what makes this time in our lives so zesty for these kinds of films. Hmm. And uh, people had nice answers, so let's see. Tef, the carefree feeling of these movies, no responsibility, just adventures with friends. Conrad says, I think that why this time of life is so ripe for stories is because it fits so perfectly between the magical world of childhood and the cynicism of adolescence. You've grown out of believing in fairy tales, but some of the stuff in X-Files can be real, right? And on top of that, there are the mysteries of sex, social interactions, and the harsh realities of the looming adulthood. It's a time in life that I think everyone can relate to. Cold Smith says, Did I think that... Did anyone say sex education? Oh, I've heard that's good. I have, no, no, one, no one brought it up. And looking for Alaska, two more. Highly, there are highly. a lot. I I, yeah. I would shout out I TV would shout right out, now with uh, this, dude. Never have I ever, never have I ever. Did anyone mention that? No. Oh, they, we've gone through all the mentions, bitch. Okay, that one too. I would I would mention uh uh I am not okay with this or whatever, and uh, the end of the fucking world. Those are both great. You told me that one. You They're great. Watch that one. Yeah. Okay. Watch Patriot first, but the end of the fucking world is really good. That one ends too; it has an ending. I forgot where I was. Patriot's just so dry. It's not. It's so dry. 
it starts dry and then it, you realize the the tone of humor you know what it feels like it it's feels... it's like a wes anderson coen brothers spy movie and it's it's so up your alley dude <laughs> it feels like a class like it feels like school you are a bastard i'm gonna <laughs> punch you in the ass <laughs> It's not a class at all. It's hilarious and sad and poignant and touching. I love touching. And it has brother drama, dude. Love brother drama. Good kind of brother drama. Uh, I love it. And father-son. Love father-son. And husband-wife. Love husband-wife. And man and country. Man and country is pretty good. It's not really about... It's not much (laughs) of that. But it's about a person who's just really good... Like, will do the job, even at his own detriment. Hell yeah. Um, and even even though he doesn't even, like, want to or believe what he's doing, but he's just, like, he's dedicated. He has to get it done. Yeah. Okay. And it's just, it's fantastic, dude. I... <laughs> How often do I recommend things to you? <laughs> this is the only thing you've ever recommended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> you recommend things to me constantly. Don't stop. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, Keanu La says, uh, no one knows the answers at this age. You're too old to be treated like a child, but too mm-hmm. young to be treated like an adult. You start to question concepts you never questioned before. You question people you never questioned, questioned before. You question yourself in new and scary ways. And it's just dramatic. It is. And I love... Dramatic stuff. We kind of talked about it earlier, just like how high stakes it is. But since you're still kids, it's not usually not the end of the world. I mean, obviously, some coming of age stories are really intense. You know, people Mm -hmm. losing family members and stuff. But Mm -hmm. still, sometimes, you know, there's a nice balance where a lot of them can feel like just these these such high stakes. But they're going to come out of it on the other side and everything's going to be okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, like Breakfast Club gives me that that hopeful feeling at the end where it's just yeah, like, you know, like Moonlight, Seems, Moonlight, yeah. kind of. Like I mean, he's older, but mm-hmm. he never got to have. I mean, I think that's sort of a, a thing in queer cinema too, where it's like you get to have a because you don't have you don't get to have a teenage hood that you want, so you have to do it a little older, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, who came of age the best? I asked which char- basically which character is your favorite. Happy Gaming said uh, Chechiro, or Chehiro maybe, or Sen from Spirited Away. Colt Smith said everybody in Breakfast Club. Kenalaa says Miles Morales. Mm. Yeah, Spider Verse. Mm. Uh, Spencer from Canada says Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And uh, Ninja Killbunny says, if Batman Begins counts as a coming-of-age movie, which I say it does because Bruce is pretty young at the start of the movie <laughs> and learns to fully become, fully become who he's meant to be during the we course of it. We skip over all that. Like, if, if, we, if the movie was in, in that when he leaves... Well, then uh, Batman, Be- Batman Beyond, he's Batman a teen, right? Beyond, dude! Count it! Count Terry it! McGinnis, dude. Terry McGinnis, dude. The best. <laughs> <laughs> love love it. Um, uh, I kind of it was just joke, dicking around where I said, like, if none of us have found a dead body, have we really come of age? 
and then people gave me some really actually thoughtful answers. So um, Sam Sorensen uh, says, when it comes to dead bodies, sudden act of violence, or losing your home to a catastrophe in the coming-of-age movie, I think it's less about the inciting incident and more about learning who you can uh, count on. They're the movies uh, that show us in the emptiness of the void we can find friends to hold hands with and laugh at the darkness. Nightmares be damned. Conrad says, I think everyone has... What? Winter's Bone vibes. Yeah, Winter's Bone, dude. That's a good one. I like that movie. Um, although she's a little reactive as a protagonist, but it's a sure. still a good, still a good movie. Um, I think that everyone. Conrad says, I think that everyone has different dead bodies. For me, it was my dad getting cancer when I was thirteen, uh, putting the possibility of death in stark reality. He made it through, thankfully. That's good. For others, it can be confronting a toxic parent, going through a bad breakup, or so on. The key here is growth through trauma, and that can take on many different shapes. Uh, Spencer from Canada says, My partner and I have a saying that we like, it's not your fault what happened to you, but it's your responsibility to fix it. You may have sought out the body near the tracks, but you can't control how seeing it will affect you. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then uh, I have anything else you'd like to discuss on here, and people had a few things. Sick. Ninja Kill Bunny, thoughts on recent rumors that Batman the Animated Series is reportedly uh, getting revived for HBO Max and the team behind Batman Beyond saying they're wanting to make more of as well. Do either of these series need to come back or should they let it be? I mean, if you get Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, those two people, if if, if they're writing episodes, I'm not talking about some crap producer credit. Yeah, They're yeah. Straight up in the trenches, writing, directing, then one million percent. Yeah, I'm Paul up. Dini was like all over that thing. Yeah, because then it would feel <clears throat> less about a cash grab, you know. If they, yeah. if corporate corporate just comes in and is like, we're gonna make more of this because it's so popular. I but mean, they, I'm all about the rumors. I'm all about are this Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, and yeah. my assumption is that that's Batman Beyond, and he's playing older Batman. But yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, With the DCEU, you never know. You never know. And then they'll botch it and make it dark and bad. Mm. Uh, Ninja Kill Bunny wanted to do a Patriot check, but I think we've covered it. We've covered it. Um, Still a bad friend. Yeah, we've we've covered it. The Patriot check, colon, Bosch. (laughs) Patriot check failed. (laughs) Status, Bosch. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, dude. That sounds terrible. I'm a horrible friend. (laughs) Yo, my dad... My dad's fucking pumped, so at least no, dude. That. Dad, <laughs> Trump, dad wins out on everything, man. Like, go for it. I support that one hundred percent. Jason Wojnar says, "I like to think that Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan is a coming of middle age film. This movie, excuse me, I'm yawning. Sorry, this movie day. is specifically, yeah, specifically about fearing getting older, but also realizing that growing old does not mean the end of the world." It's shown by the ending where, despite Kurt going through a deep personal tragedy, he feels young. Can we also just appreciate that a major film franchise franchise once starred ex- almost exclusively old people? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, happy gaming. I always come back to the moment in Stand by Me where the main character sees a deer and chooses not to discuss it with his friends. For some reason or another, it feels like a remarkable moment of personal growth, and it's something I think about with youth now being brought up in the age of social media, sometimes it's important to hold something just for yourself and recognize its importance as such. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's true. 
I love that. Um, Conrad says, lastly, I'd like to mention uh, a film that Tokyo Slim recommended last time. Uh, oh, wait, Slim did I miss Tokyo Slim? No, he, he said stuff before. Uh, the recommended last uh, episode, Border. Uh, Border. Which is based on a short story by Jean Ashvid Lindquist, who also wrote Let the Right One In. Uh, that story is part of a collection called Paper Walls, named after one of the stories that could be expanded to a coming-of-age story. Oh, it was this it, troll one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In it, a boy takes a huge cardboard box and makes a fort out of it in the woods where he imagines typical kid stuff like him being a knight in an actual fort until he decides to spend the night in it and something inhuman actually shows up outside the walls. Ooh. Love Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, coming-of-age. Coming-of-age. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, Spencer from Canada says, technically, our bones are wet. With to, blood, right? To which, to which Ryan Reyes followed up, our bodies are mini dams, and the yeah. bones are just logs that keep us in place. Totally. I guess. I like yeah, I like that. We're just meat sacks, Ian. We're just rotting meat sacks yeah. at the end of it. Thank you to everyone who watched and listened. Check out patreon.com slash easyallies, where in, if you are a $7 and up patron, you are a member of the Easy Allies Film Club, where you get to take part in these discussions from which I draw most of the content of these episodes. And um, Shout out to One get... Tree Hill. Nobody mentioned that, Ian. <laughs> Shout out to One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill, dude, doing... nobody said it. Doing this with your neck. Shout out to the OC, dude. It's not a novelty. It's good. <laughs> the only thing I know about the OC is that SNL sketch, <laughs> The Dear Sister, where they just keep shooting each other and then Imogen Heap comes on. Um, <laughs> anyway, join Patreon. We need your money, please. Um, watch My Brilliant Friend. Watch My Brilliant Friend. Watch Patriot. Watch Patriot. No, if, seriously though, watch my brilliant friend. I'm not. Why is Patriot not serious? Um, and Patriot as well, but seriously, because we've said a lot of things over the course of this episode, and the it sounds one, very good. The one I want to drive home till the freaking cows come home is my brilliant friend. The the mm-hmm. if you take away anything from this episode, let it be that. Okay, all right. Um, we have a shout out here on Patreon. Uh, and we're going to shout out some people right now. They are Elthanis, Greg, The Dark Knight, Kettering, Caleb, Togi, Crawford, Nick, Stephen Thomason, and Edsger Senpai, Black Clover. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you so much. And thank you mm-hmm. to everyone who's a patron and anyone who's listening or watching. Even if you're not a patron, we appreciate you very much. Tell your friends. Click that like button button subscribe all that it helps us out mm-hmm. um john connor dude terminator coming of age coming of age film yeah you know i mean someone from the future is like yo you're gonna be the leader of the resistance and you're How like well you big respond? shoes to fill bro big shoes <laughs> <laughs> anyway bye <laughs>